Something that is often on the list of priorities is really solid search engine optimization for podcast show notes. Sometimes they're an afterthought, sometimes they're on the perpetual to-do list, and sometimes they're not really considered at all. Personally, I'll confess that my intentions around show notes optimization often exceeds the bandwidth we devote to the project, but after today's conversation on the company show, I am prepared to mend my ways. Because there are some people who are doing podcast show notes really, really well. Last year at the Podcasting for Business conference, we had podcaster, podcast marketing coach, and SEO expert Daniel Desir Corbett deliver one of the most popular presentations of the event on exactly how to optimize your podcast show notes for maximum discoverability. Because discoverability is really the value of SEO for podcasts. Finding new shows to listen to is touch and go within the industry. The different players all have different methods of making recommendations, and finding a new show to listen to on a particular topic can be a real challenge. The best way to do it at the moment, unless you happen to hear an interesting show mentioned or advertised on a show you already listen to, is to Google it. And how does Google figure out what shows are going to be the most related to what you're looking for? It's the same SEO that helps any other page get discovered and to the top of the list. So I asked Danielle to join me on the company show to talk about her strategies for optimization and the benefits that she and her clients have seen by making it a priority on their websites. She shares how to balance creativity and technical accuracy, how to conduct and deploy your keyword research, and why it's absolutely critical to have each episode on its own page within your website. Something that's particularly interesting to me is that one of the data points we see in the State of Business Podcasting Report is that nearly half of the top 100 podcasts use either a single paragraph, one or two sentences, or nothing at all for their show notes. This is fine if you've already got a huge and passionate audience, people who are going to find and consume everything you create no matter what. But for most of us, making sure that we're taking every avenue to being discovered is necessary if we want to see any show growth. As always happens after a conversation with Danielle, I am wild to get into my content archive and update it and improve our workflows going forward. And I think you're going to be too. So here's our conversation. Podcasting to support your business is completely different than podcasting as a business or even a hobby. Whether you need more clients, more attention, or more engagement, you need to maximize the real measurable results in your business as efficiently as possible. The Company Show will bring you the strategies, the tactics, and the expert insight to make it a whole lot easier. Here's your host, Megan Doherty. Danielle, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to chat. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, and I'm always excited to chat with you. As I mentioned in the outro and everyone heard you were a speaker at last year's Podcasting for Business conference, and your presentation on SEO got some of the most abundant and also positive feedback from all of the speakers. It was such a great presentation. And so I'm so grateful that you're here to talk about SEO a little bit more. I'm really excited. You know, I feel like there's never enough talk of how we can use this kind of tool and leverage strategies. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I think it's because SEO is one of those things. It's like, oh, yes, that's a thing. I should do it. But kind of the brass tacks, how you actually approach it is a lot harder to figure out how to get into a workflow. So just kind of to start things off, why is SEO so important, particularly for podcasters in this more audio-based medium? Why should they be really considering this really text-based method of being found? Yes. So we know that podcasting has a discoverability problem. There are a million and one apps that all have their own algorithms and there isn't a centralized kind of distribution channel. And a lot of us are left with building our audiences from scratch. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like how Threads, the new platform, they literally made it so easy for you to literally click on a button and follow all of your people from Instagram. 
So a lot of people are not starting from scratch. It's kind of like taking your audience from one place to another. But podcasting doesn't really have this like ecosystem where it's easy to be found. Whether you are getting featured on Apple's platform or one of the podcast players, there are only a select few of podcasts that get selected every year. And I've been podcasting for five years. I've never been selected. So for the rest of us, it's really important for us to pull on levers that allow us to market our podcast for the long term so that people can find us and that we can achieve all the goals that we have related to our show. I would say podcast SEO is important for getting found, for people to find you, to listen to your show, to dive into your community, to get discovered because it's very challenging to do. One of the biggest questions that comes up for podcasters and company podcasters all the time is, you know, how do I get more people to listen to my show? How do I get more traction? Why do you think SEO is, is so often kind of not on the table for that discussion? You know, people are talking about social, they're talking about other things. Why does SEO get skipped? I think SEO gets skipped is because a lot of podcasters don't have that frame of mind or the concept or the strategy. So for me, I started off as a blogger. As a blogger with written content, SEO is like the biggest way to drive traffic to your website. But in podcasting, there's a million and one strategies, marketing strategies, but no one really talks about the power of SEO and how to leverage it, not only using Google search, but also within the podcast players. It's a lack of conversation. I do see a lot of more conversation in 2023. Even 2022, I saw more conversation, but it's really from people who have transferable skills from like the blogging side who are like, hey guys, like we really should be doing this. Let's make our lives easier. I just feel like it's a lack of knowledge, but I do see an interest. And I do see podcasters also thinking more outside the box of how they can leverage their skills to be able to grow. Can you talk a little bit about kind of how SEO and the work you devote to it has specifically impacted your podcast and kind of can you trace any like direct numbers or direct success from it? Absolutely. So a thought that I had recently, this week actually, is the number of pitches from guests that I've received has increased. And pitches meaning the targeted pitches, people who I actually want to invite on my show. Because as podcasters, I'm sure we all get flooded with pitches of like PR agencies and just people who want to come on and they're not relevant. But I've noticed that... I've been getting really great pitches. So I'm saying if potential guests are finding me and pitching me, imagine listeners. If guests are finding me and I'm discoverable and they're doing searches and they find me, listeners are doing the same thing. People who follow me, who I'm in the travel space, they're doing the same thing. So I think that's one of the areas that you can see this is impacting me, that people are finding me they're pitching me to be a guest and building relationships with me because they see my platform as valuable and they see me as someone who is visible and, and who is a voice and sh they should partner and collaborate with. That's one regard. The second regard is for website ads. So this is very common in the blogging sphere, but it's podcasters. I don't really see us maximizing website ad money 
money revenue, meaning that you have display ads on your website from all the traffic you're driving. And as a result, you're earning money from that. Bloggers have mastered this. There people make so much money every year. Podcasters are missing the mark here. So when I really started to focus in on building out my show notes as like dedicated blog posts, like juicy, meaty bits, then I seen an increase in my podcast website ad revenue. So that's an income stream that I hadn't like really focused on before as a podcaster, but now I'm like, no, I can make really good money. So that's something that I'm tracking every single month. I'm looking at my page views to my website, and I'm also looking at the ad revenue to see, okay, page views goes up, ad revenue goes up, which is wonderful. So that's something very, very tangible. And especially the summertime, I feel like a lot of people say like, take a break on the summer, which you can do what you have to do. But I've seen that, especially this past three episodes I've had for the summer, I've literally like 5X'd my audience. And you know how I know that is because all of those episodes have climbed and they're consistently at the 5X capacity. So to me, that's showing me that my audience is actually growing because it's not like I got featured and it was a one-time spike. No, they're following me episode after episode for the long term. So I know my audience has grown this past summer. So there's just a lot of opportunities in terms of like not only growing your podcast listenership, making more money, attracting more people and eyeballs to your brand and visibility, all those things I feel like come as a result of every episode devoting SEO strategy to. This happens every time we talk. You've kind of blown my mind with this, <laughs> but the, particularly the strategy of looking at how well your SEO discoverability is working by the quality of pitches that you receive. That's a brilliant thing to track. What a good indication. So I absolutely love that. Thank you for that little gem of wisdom. All really important stuff. A lot of company podcasters, they don't want to have ads on the podcast themselves, especially if it's a branded podcast, because that has the potential to dilute the message. But the website or a podcast web page can be a different matter entirely. And I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind. So when you're thinking about creating your next episode, do you tend to start with the keyword or with the topic that you want to talk about? So what comes first, basically the SEO planning or the content planning? How does that work for you? This is, again, my personal strategy. I really love leaning into my creativity. And because I know my audience and the interests that I have, I really lean into the topic first. So I lean into either what topic do I have in my heart that I really want to talk about or who do I want to talk to that has a really interesting story that we could learn from? And then I start there. So once I know what the topic is, I will typically bullet point out either a list of questions for the guests or talking points for me. And then I will do the keyword research. So it's not until like for me personally, until that point where I have all of my creative juices on the page, will I go in and see, okay, what keywords should I be thinking about and looking for? And I kind of do like a soft keyword research at this point. Mostly what I'm doing right now is looking at keywords in terms of questions that I could add to the episode or topics that I could add to the episode. So that's really the angle I'm taking at this point to make sure that I am answering as many questions as possible within this episode. 
Now, after the episode is recorded, an episode is live, and I'm actually like focusing on like show notes and blog writing, that's where I will really do my heavy keyword research and figure out, okay, should I use this term versus this term versus that term? So all of those like little fine tuning is all based off of all the prep work I did in terms of the content. I know that there are bloggers out there who do the reverse. They are first doing their keyword research and creating content. But I feel like what I found is that podcast listeners are nuanced. Yes, they want to listen to content that's educational, but it's not always about how to. It can be thinking about something differently. It can be exploring areas. It can be, especially for me, like a travel podcaster, it can be more of a funsies and lightheartedness or lessons learned. And sometimes these like mistakes or lessons learned, they don't have like a good keyword that is associated directly with them. So lean into your creativity first, lean into what you actually want to talk about that you know your audience is going to resonate with, and then back end, back into that SEO strategy to fine tune it and refine it. Oh, I love that. So just to repeat it back and make sure. So basically, you you know, you start with what you know is going to be interesting, what people are going to care about. And then kind of once you've got your idea for who you'd like to talk to, or what you'd like to talk about, a little light keyword research to help you develop the talking points and the questions to make sure you're, you know, getting in what people care about. And then once you've got the content, you do kind of the harder work of really refining those terms and making sure you're using the right ones and getting them in the right places. Is that about accurate? That is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Oh, I love it. I would really encourage everyone to experiment. Try the way that I talk and see if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then try the other way where you start with keyword research. You know, there's no right or wrong way. It's what feels right for you and what's going to help you be consistent and continue producing your show. Oh, I love that. We always say here that you're the boss of your podcast. You can also be the boss of your SEO work. Are there any non-negotiables when it comes to SEO though? Because I mean, it's great to, you know, follow your heart, but what are some important things that kind of need to be a part of search engine optimized (laughs) post or episode? Absolutely. So when I'm thinking about search-friendly podcasts, there are a couple of non-negotiables. The key word that I'm picking, which is typically a phrase, to be honest, it's not usually one word. It's usually like a few words together. That keyword has to be in the episode title. So that is number one, very important. And the episode title, you can tailor that within your podcast hosting platform. So that is very, very important. And typically across the board, all the podcasting players will look at your episode titles to kind of rank you. That's very, very important. For me, a non-negotiable is having a blog post or show notes page on my website that attributes to everything associated with the episode. So a lot of people just kind of simply just have a little quick blurb within the podcast player that kind of tells people what what that's about. And that's not enough because you're only driving traffic to the podcast player at that point. What we're looking to as business owners is to drive traffic to our website as well. And our website is now going to attract people searching on Google. And it's also going to enrich our listeners who are looking for additional content. So on the show notes blog post page, and I'm using these terms interchangeably, whether you want to say blog post or show notes, 
Non-negotiable, again, is having that keyword in the title of the blog post. Another non-negotiable is sprinkling in that keyword and variations of that keyword in your show notes. So sprinkled throughout, and especially in your first paragraph. Very, very, very important. I would also say a non-negotiable for me, and it's a huge thing that I see a lot of podcasters missing the mark on, is that they typically embed the podcast player in the first paragraph. And we talked about this at the summit where it's like the podcast player should be in paragraph two or three because the first paragraph, Google and other search engines are looking for clues to understand what this page is about. And they're going to look at the title and the first paragraph. If the first paragraph is a bunch of HTML jibber-jabber text, you're losing the mark. Make sure you are embedding lower on the page. This is also mindset related. Number one, don't want to give it all away. So they don't want to do the show notes. So they're like, I don't want to give it all away. There is no way in written form content you will give everything away. You know why? You have the nuances of the conversation that are not going to get captured. Do not feel like you're giving it all away. I love the ad. There's no way in written form to convey absolutely everything that's in audio form. Yeah. Like they're like, I don't want to give it all away. I'm, I want people to listen to the podcast episode. But if you're thinking of your brand as more expansive, as my brand is my website, my podcast, my newsletter, my social handles, it doesn't matter where they consume your content. They're going to get your content. So the podcast is just one vehicle that you deliver content from. Your blog is another way. So even if they don't listen to the podcast, they read the blog, they spent time on your page, they may subscribe to your newsletter. So don't put so much emphasis on just the podcast being part of your ecosystem. It's just one asset of many assets. So keep that in mind as you're building out your show notes. I love that. Yeah, I think the word ecosystem is perfect because you know unless your podcast is the only thing that you're creating and the only thing that you're doing, then you know you have an ecosystem that you want people to be a part of in whatever way works for them. There are people who are never going to listen to a podcast, but they'll happily read expansive show notes to learn something or they'll happily watch a video. It just comes down to you know, how people prefer consuming their information. I love that reminder. And I was reminded when you mentioned making sure to not include the embed player. And this is the very first paragraph. I got at least one, I think might've been two people email me that you ruined their weekend because they had to go change all of their blog posts to follow that exact tip. <laughs> and you know that you bring up a really good point is that you are learning and evolving as a podcaster. So when I first started in 2018, this type of content right now we're talking about wasn't out and available. So my show notes, I had show notes on my website, but they were very thin. They were the boilerplate like, player in the first paragraph, couple bullet points, signing off. And if you go on my website right now, you'll see a bunch of them because I just have so many episodes where I had that as the standard. But as I really started leaning into SEO and leaning into my skills and building up the skills, I started creating these longer form blog posts that have been really benefiting and driving traffic. So If you're at the point where you're, okay, I'm learning and I'm really going to lean into SEO, you can go back and update your entire archive, or you can decide I'm going to update a few of them, my most top performing ones, and then I'm going to move forward with this strategy. But I am not going to be the one to tell you, like, go back and do everything all at once because it's so much. 
So I would just say what you learned today, take some notes, figure out what your top five or 10 episodes go back and really, really optimize them and then move forward with this strategy until you can go back and take care of the rest. So I think that makes it a little bit more approachable. It does. It does. For those of our listeners that are not completionists who must do it all at once, which is a respectable and understandable thing to be. Thank you so much for that. I think I like the idea that we can always improve podcasting and all of the things associated with it are skills that we're going to get better at. Or, you know, maybe our teams are going to increase and we're going to have more bandwidth and we can finally, you know, devote more to those different activities. And I think it's really interesting. Something that we find in the State of Business podcasting report every year is there's a surprising number of the top 100 business shows that just have a sentence or two as their whole show notes. And they sometimes even just in the podcast player with no website associated with them whatsoever. It's kind of amazing to see that when in the light of all the value that you can get from putting in that time and that effort to having a written product as well as as an audio one. And you know what? There are a couple of thoughts I have for that. Yeah, please. Some of these larger shows, they can afford to not cross all their I's and dot their T's mm-hmm. because they're larger. They have a huge following. Maybe they've been podcasting like for years prior. So they can get away with that. But I think mm-hmm. for most of smaller shows, we don't have that leverage. We don't have that opportunity. So we have to create our own opportunities. And SEO is one of those ways that we can now compete. So an SEO, I think, is really good if you're interested in Google traffic. Google gets yeah. millions of hits every single day. So why not get a piece of that traffic getting to our ecosystems, right? Those are things to think about. I'm a small business owner and I have limited resources and that's something that I have to know and grapple with. But there's Mm -hmm. things out there that I can do to get discovered and found for the long term. One of the things I love about podcast show notes also is that you do it once. It's time consuming. I will say it is time Mm -hmm. consuming. We could talk about tools and AI and things like that, but it's time consuming to do, but you do it once and then you don't have to look at it again for maybe even a couple years. Like I have show notes from like Mm -hmm. 2018 that are still driving traffic, affiliate sales every single day. How powerful is that? That's extremely powerful. (laughs) Yes, extremely powerful. Exactly. There's such a side effect of talking to you. It's always, okay, I've got to go work on my show notes right away. I'm feeling so inspired. I hope everyone listening is feeling really inspired too. If I was actually going to go take, say, the next couple of hours of my day and be like, okay, I'm going to improve my, like, I'm going to make a new template. I'm going to make a new process for my show notes. What are some of like the lowest hanging fruit things that I could do that would add sort of the most value to the notes that we're creating in possibly the least amount of time or with the least amount of effort? I would say audit your episode titles, number one. Look to see, is this title clear? Is this title compelling? Like, would someone want to click on it? And what's the keyword here? If you see that any of those things are missing, it's not clear, it's not convincing, and the keyword is not there, then take another stab at it, update it. Auditing your uh, your episode titles is the easiest way to increase your downloads. And it's something I Mm -hmm. tell all of my coaching clients to do is because the content's already there. It's just that people aren't seeing it because it's just not attention grabbing. Yeah. So start with your episode titles. And I typically like to do this once a year. I go through my archives, reread them to myself and see, hey, does this still pass the mark? Another thing that you can do is 
for example, if you have a video podcast or if you have your podcast hosting platform, just kind of create a video for you on YouTube. Every episode in your show notes, grab that YouTube link and put it on your show notes because YouTube is a product of Google. So typically, Google is going to prioritize pages that have videos on them, YouTube videos, and pages that don't have video. So every show notes page, I always have a YouTube video, the one from the podcast hosting platform that's mm-hmm. created for me automatically. So that's a really great way to just add and boost your search friendliness over there. Also, remember we talked about when you're creating your episode and you're doing a little bit of your keyword research and you're figuring out what questions to ask? What I like to do is literally copy and paste all those questions into the, in this episode, we discuss bullet points. Oh, that's really smart. So literally, <laughs> like, like there's no need to guess. You had your outline, you covered these topics, yeah. you did the keyword research already. So just put those into the, in this episode, we discuss section as bullet point lists. Okay. That's something very, very easy that you can do. Something else that I think that's really easy to do also And this may be easier for new episodes that are like fresh as you're putting out new content is all the bullet pointed lists, right? The questions you ask or the tips you have in the episode, those become headers and paragraphs that you have in your show notes. Because this is all the content you're saying. You're saying tip number one, put that as a header and then just have the paragraphs about tip number one. So there's a couple of these like tips and strategies that you can use to make it easier for you which is why the prep work is so important. When you sit down and prep your episode and you know what you're going to talk about and you have your talking points and you did a little bit of that research, when you come into your show notes, it's all there. It is all there for you to just plug and play for the most part. Well, Danielle, as always, absolutely fantastic. I love the directness with which you get to these points and how straightforward you are about this is exactly what you do. And now nobody listening has any excuses. This is a thing that should be going on your list. So you do podcast marketing, coaching, and your own podcast. Where can people find you? How can they work with you? What's the best way? Absolutely. So head over to daniellesazir.com. That is my website. And you can check out all of my projects. You can check out my marketing coaching services. So that's a great way to connect with me. I'm also really big on Twitter. And LinkedIn also, but Twitter is at the thought card. And I just share like podcasting thoughts and insights on LinkedIn. I am over at Danielle Desir Corbett and I like to share my podcasting articles. So I really mm-hmm. do try to write an article a week about either podcast marketing or podcast sponsorships just to make it easy for us and have things top of mind. So those are the resources I would say. And then lastly, if anyone is looking more for a workshop or training, I do have a self-paced audio training called Marketing Strategies for Long-Term Podcast Growth. Happy to share the link with you also, where I teach my three long-term methods, which is one of them is SEO, which we covered today. The next one is collaborations, like Mm -hmm. guest appearances. And then the last one is newsletters. So we really dive into those three ways. And I'm all about simplicity. So let's keep it simple. Pick one or two that you want to focus in on. And that could really help you grow long-term. Amazing. And of course, links to all of these will be in the show notes, which are going to be robust and well-optimized when you see them. So Danielle, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure, a treat, and so valuable. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
Until next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Company Show. I'm your host, Megan Doherty, and this show was created by the team at One Stone Creative. We're starting to get ready for this year's Podcasting for Business Conference, and we're currently looking for speakers. If you've got something that you'd like to share for people podcasting in support of their businesses, go to pfbcon.com. That's pfbcon.com and click on Become a Speaker to share your idea. It's happening this November, and it's all going to be online. I hope we're going to see you there.